Welcome to our Bible studies about the message of Hebrews. The Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter, wants to admonish us on one side, and on the other side, he wants to help us to reach the aim, being together with Jesus in eternity. This is a wonderful letter for becoming a strong person in Christ. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to study the book of Hebrews, lesson 13. Let brotherly love continue. Our memory text for this week, let brotherly love continue. Hebrews 13, 1. This brotherly love. This is something very, very important. We, we liked it very much. If we are loved. It is great when we know there is someone who loves us. And it is great if we know this person loves us continually, not only for one day or one week. Once my daughter, when she was about 18, came home from college and told me, a girlfriend of hers said, oh, I hope this time my new boyfriend will stay with me even for a month. So all the relationships she had, they had ended earlier than a month. So this is not what God intended, what he wanted you to experience. But that love goes on. And not that it is ended after a few days or weeks. And he is the one who is a lover who goes on loving you eternally if you want to be in connection with him. And that's, that's great to know there is one who loves me yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is with me. He's always with me. So this is something which produces certainty, surety. Caring for God's people. In Hebrew chapter 13 we read in verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained 
angels, unawares, we think of Abraham. So he is sitting in front of his tent. Uh, the day is a very hot one, it's in the afternoon. And then suddenly, three men pass by, walking by. And Abraham, when he gets sight of these three, he calls them, come here, here's a tree, here's a shadow, come, eat, drink, have a nice time with us. You aren't they? They come. And then, Sarah is called Abraham's wife, please, quick, prepare this and that, and, and they sit down and eat and drink, and Abraham's standing, and this kind of caring, he doesn't know who it is, but there are strangers in his sight. And then, what was the advantage of being of this attitude? Two of them are angels, and one of them is Jesus himself. But they are in, in human appearance. So you, you see an, a person here on earth, but they are not humans. Two are angels, one is Jesus. And then Abraham is told, in a year you will have a son. <laughs> And Sarah, who was trying to understand what they were going to talk about, she starts laughing. She is about 90, and her husband is about 100. And it's, it's just funny, isn't it? And after one year, it was even more fun, because they got Isaac, which means loving in kind of joy. And Abraham and Sarah, they were not aware that these are angels and that there is Jesus. But they got the blessing because of that. Covetousness and sexual immorality. We read in Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 4. Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. This... Covetousness in getting more money, more money, or getting another body, another body. So this sexual immorality is something the devil wants you to do. Because he knows once you start with this, you will never be satisfied. Because you can't get satisfaction in this. When the Rolling Stones, this pop band, rock band, when they were on top of all the hit lists in Europe and USA, they sang a song, I can get no satisfaction. Why? They, they were rich. They, they could get any, any girl they wanted. 
go, why? Why? Why did I think? I can get no satisfaction. That's interesting, isn't it? And I repeated it again and again. It was the refrain of this song. I can get no satisfaction. When they were on top, being honored, it emptied their heart. It's, it's something you can't, you can't really get it. Because the real life, so that you are satisfied, you will only get when you are in harmony with God's ideals. And let your conversation, verse 5, be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. This is Jesus. He will take care of you if you take care of him. Remember your leaders. We read in verse 7 of Hebrews 13. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation, whose faith follow. That's great, isn't it? When I, as a pastor, think of people who are about to die, then you see different aspects of dying. Some who rest in peace. They say farewell to their family members, and you, you see, they, they are in peace with everyone, in peace with God and with all the people around them. And then I remember people who were not in peace with their relatives, with their surroundings. They, they, they did not want to die. Others, they just changed from life to death in a smooth way. And the others, it, it was full of hectic and stress and, and they wanted to, to, to get, a, get a grip on, on life. But it's impossible. When death comes, it comes. And I've seen the difference. So when you rest in Jesus, then you know when I'm going to die, I will meet Jesus. He, he will resurrect me. He will transform my body into a new one, a, a body as the angels have it. They, they just look, looking forward to seeing Jesus. That, that's all. So, so they rest in peace. And it's so wonderful to see how peaceful some sleep into eternity. It's a wonderful picture. And I went away and was strengthened in my mind because of the faith of someone.
rest in peace. Beware of diverse and strange teachings. In Hebrews 13, verse 9, we read, Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. It is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. It's a good thing. When you open your heart towards Jesus, when you let his love come into your heart, that you are filled with his ghost, his Holy Ghost, then a new life starts. What has been in the past, it's not important anymore. It is gone. And all the sins, yeah, you can ask for forgiveness. You can, you may be able to repent and ask, oh Lord, please forgive me. And he will do so. Therefore he died for you on the cross. And in all these interactions between you and your Savior, just open your heart and yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it, this relationship to your Redeemer. And then you, you won't be so interested and, and nosy about new doctrines which are strange doctrines. In all church history, we have people who produce strange new doctrines, but do not, they do not help you to, to find peace. It's, it's only for satisfying curiosity, but you will not find peace with strange ideas and doctrines. Peace you can only find when you rest in Jesus, in, his, in this loving relationship with him. This will fill your heart with joy and satisfaction. It's the only way that works. Go to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Outside the camp. In Hebrews 13, we read in verse 12, Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. So, go over there outside the gate on the other side, not within the city, without. And what does that mean? For here, let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. When the apostles 
were in front of the Sanhedrin. And they were told to be speechless about Jesus, but they were full of speech about Jesus. And then they wanted to kill them because of that. But Peter said, judge by yourself. Whom should we obey, God or you? God told us we should proclaim the message of Jesus. You told us we should not proclaim the message of Jesus. So whom should we follow? Judge by yourself. Who is more honorable, Sanhedrin or God? What a great answer. And they were full of wrath against these apostles. They wanted to kill them. If Gamaliel hadn't been there, who said a very, very wise idea to them, then afterwards they were, in a way, punished. That hurt a lot. But they went out there with joy because they had been honored to experience the same what Jesus had experienced. They were honored that they had been punished. Interesting, isn't it? Summary. Our photograph. Two beautiful butterflies. They like life, don't they? And they stay together. What have we read? Let brotherly love continue. Here we see it. Brotherly love. I, I like this tongue. Insects don't really have tongues, but... This hose coming out of the mouth, which is rolled <laughs> like a hose in the garden, a water hose. And it can be unrolled and then when there is a wonderful blossom, then they can drink. Once a lady, she was an artist, painted a caterpillar. So it was the stadium when the caterpillar is like something which has become hard, puppet. And suddenly, pop, the cover popped up and something came out. And after it had been tried in the sun, it started flying away. So a caterpillar and a butterfly are two complete different insects, aren't they? And up to this time of this young lady, about 300 years ago, this artist, people thought, yeah, but caterpillar is a caterpillar and a butterfly is a butterfly. But that there is a transformation. Nobody knew up to that time. And she came home and said, well, the, the caterpillar became a butterfly, and people said, D, 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 that can't be. Look, the one is crawling, 
eating grass, and the other one is flying, drinking nectar. So it can't be the same. And this is a parable for us. We are here like caterpillars crawling around on this planet. But then we will be like angels flying through the universe. That's our future. We will experience metamorphosis, as the Greek people said. Total transformment. <laughs>